Uh, this week, we have with us Raymond Ray. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, the fantastic CV that I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, you're the founder of Smart Hustle Media, smallbiztechnology.com. You're the producer of the annual Smart Hustle Growth Conference in New York City. You have started four companies, sold two of them. And most interesting, you've been to the White House to represent to the president's staff. You've testified to Congress. You've graduated from the FBI's uh, Citizens Academy, worked in the United Nations, and interviewed both President Obama and had uh, his first live uh, uh, chat uh, video and was with Ivanka in India for the Global Entrepreneurship Summit. Wow, that is some uh, TV. Uh, 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 and uh, you're also the author of, of the book, Celebrity CEO. Let's start uh, with a, a simple question. If, if, if there was one simple mission statement for your brand, what would it represent? Sure. And again, Christian, thank you for inviting me to the show. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for what you do for your community. So I'm honored to join you, honored to be here. I think, uh, wow, one word for my brand is excitement and fun. Uh, absolutely. I'm focused on small business, of course, but I think what I try to do is is build excitement and fun. My fans know that Ramon's probably going to have typos or mistakes. It's not going to be perfect, but we're sure going to be excited and we're going to have fun. So I recommend anybody who has a brand and, and is trying to grow it, you got to put a stake in the ground somewhere, even if it's screwed up. So uh, if 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 we talk if we start off with um, you know uh, everybody's got us a childhood and you know we all want to be those traditional uh, things in life and then at some point in time uh, Ramon figures out no this is what you want to do what was that thing that happened in your life that you figured out that you want to be the person known for developing uh, uh, celebrity uh, brands. Sure. Yeah. And I think for me, Christian, it wasn't uh, really, I, I think it came accidentally. I didn't have an epiphany moment quite like that. I know as a child, I wanted to be in the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the U.S.'s uh, uh, investigative uh, arm, for those who may not know. Uh, today, actually, I want to be in the Secret Service, but that's I'm, <laughs> I'm almost 50, so I think I'm not going to quite make that. But um, yeah, so I think I, I, it came to me accidentally. Just as, as you are going on in life, you have schooling, you do this, you do that, and you're figuring things out. I had a stint working at the United Nations, and so it wasn't an epiphany where, ah, I want to do this. Uh, I've been in the content space now talking today for about 20 years or more. So I think it really was people seeing some things I'm doing, uh, me getting a taste of the microphone and video. And I take life every day and see what happens. So for me, I think it was really just the the, the turning point came when uh, Inc. Magazine and Black Enterprise uh, came to me and said, Ramon, can you write for us? And I didn't know that you could pay people to write. <laughs> and then around the same period of time, somebody said, Ramon, can you speak for us? What's your fee? I didn't know you. there was a fee for speaking. So that's probably as people saw me, saw something in me, and they wanted to pay me for it. And I didn't even know you could do it. Wow. And uh, tell me why, why when, you know, you, you've got, a, if you look at our audience, these are hardworking uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs and startups or basically uh, CEOs in, in, in uh, um, family businesses. Uh, why would, you know, why would we tell them that their personal brand is important? What, what is sort of the reason why they should be interested in, in developing their personal brand? Sure. There's two things I can think of. I think one, for sure, you need to have your traditional corporate brand. That's for sure. Uh, whether it be, uh, you know, in, in the U.S. here, of course, Starbucks and McDonald's and Coca-Cola are, are famous and global brands. Of course, they are. Uh, and it could be localized. So you have these corporate brands where nobody really cares about who the founder is. Nobody cares about the human behind it. Uh, 
I think as it comes to a smaller business, I think that it's an asset to people can know who you are as well. So I think that let's take, I'm um, looking around my office, let's say a, um, I don't know, a lotion company. <laughs> it's a silly example. Yeah, you can have just a corporate name and that matters, but let's say it's Mindy's or Becky or Christian's lotion company. That adds a bit of personality to it, a bit of gravitas, a bit of sizzle, a bit of wow, a bit of excitement. I think sometimes beyond the corporate brand. So for very small businesses, I say that it's tough to compete sometimes on a very uh, large scale level. But we as individuals, we have something very special that nobody can take. And so that's why I'm a firm believer in building that. As my book says, celebrity CEO, that personal brand, I think it's it's very important, especially for us smaller companies. And if you look at sort of, you know, I, I there's a lot of people that uh, sort of brand themselves. But if you look at uh, sort of, uh, I would say the number one uh, celebrity CEO in the world, which is uh, our entrepreneur, actually, which is uh uh, uh, Branson, uh, how do you sort of take Branson and the Virgin brand and, 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 you know, how do you sort of develop on one side a whole set of companies around the Virgin brand and then at the same time he's developing his brand very, very, uh, uh, I, would, I, would, I would even call it, uh, you know, in, in an organized manner. It's, it's, it's really well sure. uh, uh, developed. What, what is, how do you do that? I mean, do you need a lot of resources? Do you need a lot of uh, 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 consultants around you? Or, or do you think it's sort of just the cheapest way of getting some personal and in individual uh, value uh, out there and, and, and probably one of the easiest way of, of, of branding yourself uh, and your company sure. in, 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 in some, some way. No, it's a good question. I think that as far as Richard Branson, I think just I would put him in a separate bucket to himself with Bezos, <laughs> Bill Gates, Gary Vaynerchuk. But let's use them as an example because I guess as I'm listening, I don't want people to think that, oh, I have a startup. I have two guys in the garage, three girls and a cat. I have to be like Branson. But he has a good point to talk about. So I think in Branson's case, being a billion-dollar company, you know, with all these brands and companies, which is we're not going to talk about today. We could, but how he built them and the years he's been in business, I think – for him doing that, it's been a, a, a slow journey. Mm -hmm. As Dave Ramsey, a popular finance person here in the U.S. says, we've been a 30-year overnight success, <laughs> if you get what yeah, I yeah. mean. you know. So he's been at it a long time, and he's built that and earned the reputation. And I think that with Virgin Mobile, with Virgin Airlines, Virgin Galactic, all the things he's doing, he, one, that's helped him build his brand. But also taking a look at Richard Brent, Branson, he's an eccentric character, not eccentric in a bad way, but he's out there. He's very visible. He does things kind of weird, kind of different. He's not afraid to, to get out there and his hair even looks iconic. So I think some things we can learn from him, even though, again, billion dollar company, and I wouldn't want those listening to think I got to be like him because he's at a different level than most of us will ever be. But he's different. He's not afraid to be different. He takes a stand on things. Um, he has a visual look and persona to what he does. He's built some good media publicity. He's often quoted. If you look at the front pages of Fast Company and Inc. And you look at CNBC and these popular places where many startups and entrepreneurs look, he's often quoted in there. So I think that those are some things we can look at and some things I talk about, Christian. I say you have to get media publicity. You should have a book. You should do events. You should be quite a bit on social media, which are some things, of course, he's doing at a huge, large scale. And um, if you don't look at him and then you look at sort of um, what, you know, you look at sort of somebody that's trying to uh, develop that kind of a brand, but more regionally, 
sure. what's you know where do they start? What do they do? Is 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 the way how they sort of approach the, the personal brand thinking, or is it more to do with um, going out there and testing uh, what works and what doesn't work? Is there sort of a, a process? Is there a uh, definitely there's a cookbook? It's called Celebrity CEO, but it's you know what is what is the <laughs> stuff that's in there. That teaches that sure. uh, guy that does that does work in the startup that doesn't have the money to develop a corporate brand, but actually wants to go sure. out there and 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 sort of start off a little bit uh, of a branding exercise. Absolutely. And by the way, if those who want to read books on it, there's so many. You know, Jay Bear has some good books. J a y b a e r. Seth Godin. You know, S e t h g o d i n. Gary Vaynerchuk and many others. My uh, another friend, another um, book. I'm looking here. They ask you answer, and I can go on and on. But how to start? I think that for very local companies, um, I think it's for, – for me, I find it is, is – one is about frequency. I think that uh, those who say, oh, I tweeted once a day, our email newsletter comes out once a month, it's not enough. So that's one. Frequency is important. Two, what are you being frequent with? How much are you educating your audience about what you do and adding, and not just about what you do, because that's very selfish sales, but more so how can you add value to their, their lives and make them smarter? So that's point two. I think point three, very local. One thing that you can do, I'm a firm believer, Christian, in local events. How can you bring people together in your local office at a meetup group with some pizza and, and soda or something, bringing people together for self-promotion? Every little thing you do, can you do a selfie? Can you take a picture? Uh, five, get yourself invited to speak at even small events. You're speaking to a room full of 20 people. Take a picture of that and share that with your audience. That circle, as Jim Collins, I think, talks about a flywheel, that circle over time will begin to build your personal brand, build your uh, uh, celebrity profile, even on a local level. And uh, what's the role of uh, in, in all that of media? You know, you've got the uh, social media, you've got the, uh, but what is traditional media and, and, and getting sort of uh, hardcore uh, PR stuff out there? Is that sort of uh, an important part in, in, in your opinion or, or is the social digital channel uh, sort of uh, taken over? I think that social for sure is the foundation and easiest. A lot of that you can do for free. Of course, your time is not free, but I think a lot of that you can do for free uh, and, and get and get a, and get far with it. That's it's my playbook. I use social media all the time, posting posting often. So I think that's when I think of my playbook. That's how I'm doing that. Um, but I do think there's an element of for having traditional media. I've been on uh, Fox News, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. These are just much bigger uh, platforms that, that you can use. Much bigger platforms. I think that get you uh, more attention. So uh, for me, I think start with social media for sure. But I think that for sure, uh, getting some traditional media as you can can help. Now, there's a cost to that. Oftentimes, you, you, now you don't have to pay for the for the uh, you know the PR firm. You don't have to pay for it uh, to get a professional PR firm to help you. But it can scale you faster. So I've hired PR firms. I've worked with PR firms before, and I found that working with a professional PR firm, they can much faster get you uh, on the large media quicker. But you can do it yourself. So to repeat in a nutshell, social media works. I like social media, but I do find as well, though, that uh, getting traditional media can scale that faster. And, Christian, it gives you more credibility uh, and authenticity when you have the traditional media as well. And if, if we were to sort of uh, – because I really think, uh, you know, for our audience, 
uh, I think everybody sort of feels uh, um, connected with that type of a story, but they feel it's sort of out of their reach, if you understand what I mean, regardless of how we can simplify uh, the fact that it can be done and tell them uh, time and time again. Can we talk a little bit about how you got where you are today? Because I think, you know, the, the fact that people can see these kinds of success stories, uh, uh, can. what was your starting point? What did you do in terms of your personal brand at the beginning that, that you found out was the simplest, fastest, and most uh, scalable uh, stuff you were doing uh, at when you were not known, when when you you didn't go to get the invitations, when you didn't have the resources to pay the uh, the big uh, PR uh, companies. Sure, and to be clear, I did not, um, you know, uh, start with PR firms and PR companies. So to be clear, a lot of it I've done myself. Yeah, but but to but to say how I started, I mean, really, the, 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 and there's no there's no. Uh, one size fits all, to be very clear. Their playbook, my journey will be different than somebody else's journey. But the, the summary, how I did it, though, for me, and I've done this over 20 years. So when I was doing it, there was no Facebook and all those things and, and Twitter and all that. It was primarily email newsletters. But one uh, big tip I did, which even goes today, I started interviewing people. So I had something called the Small Business Technology Report many, many years ago, and I started interviewing uh, executives at large companies who sell to small businesses, and I started building my email list. That's one. Point two, I was blogging very early on. I used a tool called Microsoft Front Page, which is now gone. There was something called um, Movable Type, which is now gone. Now there's pretty much just uh, you know WordPress and other tools. So I was a content provider educating my audience years ago. And that still works today. So that's point two. Interviewed people and I educated people. Point three, what I'm told. This is just not me, but I'm told that the bit of energy and 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 fun that I have attracts people to me. So I think that for those who are a little more serious and not fun, I don't know what to tell you. But I can say that having some fun and charisma, it helps bring people to you. So those are three things that I did just starting out. Interviewing other people educating people and having some charisma. 20 years ago, that's what I did. And taking every opportunity I could to speak and get the word out. And when you combine those four things, it's like a pump. It just keeps going and going and going. And But, but when you did these things at the beginning, I'm sure you had sort of in your head, when you sort of finished off a event or you finished off a newsletter, how did it get people to sort of get to the next stage with you? What was... What, the, did they just start sending you messages or did they just start sending you? <laughs> I just kept doing it. You I just mean, really, it was, it, it was just the, the keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. So I, I wish I could say there was a secret formula, but I guess it's like, it's kind of like an ice skater or, or let's say an athlete. Now it doesn't always happen because the athlete world, the higher you go, that's very narrow, of course. In the world of what we're doing business, there's many uh, watering holes. But I think that someone who's good at what they do someone who keeps at it, someone who's networking, someone who's making connections to the right people and, and adding value, you will be discovered. You will. It's invariable. There's someone looking for you. They just don't know you're around. So in my playbook, that's really what it was. It's, uh, it's, I, I think it's, uh, it's a very sort of, uh, and, and this is the reason why I always love asking people about personal experiences because 
you know, you tell something like that to an individual and he doesn't really believe it in, in initially, but that's how it happens. The fact is, I totally agree with you. That's how it happens. But nobody, yeah. everybody believes this is another story. No, that's how it happens. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of frequency, as you call it. You have to keep doing it. And yes, it won't happen the first time, second, but the more you do it, the bigger the probability, the bigger the probability, the more the chances of you being discovered. And uh, and, and and yes, it's it's like uh, you said at the beginning, you know, you've got this uh, uh, 30-year-old overnight success uh, at the end of the <laughs> at the end of your yeah. uh, at the end of the day and, but 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 now you know i'm sure you also know not just about sort of the nuts and bolts and the basics but for sure in in whatever you do people do mistakes so what are the mistakes people do that actually uh, uh, prevent them from uh, moving forward in terms of uh, their goal with with regards to their personal uh, brand is there are there sort of things you've seen in your uh, 20 years of, of of doing this stuff uh, where uh, you've just seen that you know you really can't do it and 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 we can tell our audience about them so that they don't do the same mistakes uh, that a lot of people do no that's a great question i think that there's many many mistakes that i've made and many mistakes that i can i'll try to list for others but i know mistakes i've made and i make them now doing too much uh, not being conscientious of what opportunities I should say no to, especially as you reach a, a certain level. But I, so I think some mistakes people make is one, looking at other people, looking too much at other people and wishing you were them. My friend um, Lou Diamond did a great talk about that. Uh, he has a, a great uh, platform and et cetera. But the point is looking at other people. I think two, um, uh, being too hard on yourself and saying, I can't do it. Three, not being thoughtful enough. I think four, not being patient enough. Uh, a five, I think that having quality work it matters. So for me, there's the stuff I do on my own. I just throw stuff up and have fun. Yes. But then also I have a designer. I have a writer and they can polish up some of the things I do and make it look better online. It's not a lie at all. It's who I am. It's just, you know, when I'm having a, a nice logo or an image done, I want it to look, I want it to look really good. And they can help me do that a little better than I can myself. So those are some things that I see. And, um, you know, if you, if you look at, um, if, if we were to sort of, um, we looked at your uh, case, we looked at sort of Richard's case, um, do you know of any good regional case that probably people, a guy that nobody knows, but has had a fabulous success? And we could sort of talk a little bit about that individual. Uh, uh, because again, I think these real life situations help our uh, audience understand, um, you know, I, what I call how how to kickstart uh, uh, the story because I I really do think I I, I love the theme I I, I believe in in um, in a personal brand as as part of your especially for entrepreneurs uh, as as part of uh, the assets you you control and you can sort of uh, uh, leverage um, uh, to to uh, growth hack and to find ways of of, of moving forward with your company uh, but but people sort of don't know how to handle it. And regardless of how easily we describe it and regardless of how many books they, they still believe this is, uh, this can only be done by, by others because they believe, you know, these are the others and I can't do it. But, but I'm sure you have some examples of um, no name regional guys that had this great idea. This is what they did. And, and, and that brings it to life to, to what I call our audience. And, and I love when people talk about it. Do you know of anybody like that uh, um, in, 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 in the 20 years that you could sort of share with our audience? Oh, sure. Many, many people. And I'll talk about two of them if you like. I'll give you a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well done. In, 
<laughs> and both happen, of course, to be in the New York area only because this is where I am. So as you said, this aspect of being a celebrity CEO and building your personal brand, it is indeed very localized. Very few of us, as you can imagine, will be Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Kim Kardashian. Very few of us. And that's okay. The world is, is not made. If everybody was famous and billionaire, the world would be a really weird place. So I think of one, my friend Adrian Miller. Uh, Adrienne Miller has a networking group in New York. Uh, she has about 400 people in her community or more, give or take. And she has networking events, uh, phone calls, brown bag lunches, all kind of things Adrienne does. It's called Adrienne's Network. So that's one. She's a sales trainer. That's, that's one way she makes her living. And the second way is through her community. So my point is, this is someone who probably nobody has heard of in Alaska or Indiana or Russia or mm -hmm. Croatia or Europe or South Africa, anywhere you want to look at. But in the New York area, Adrian Miller in, in the small business space has built up a good name. So that's one, Adrian Miller. And she's done it over the years just by building a community, having events, bringing people together, and her brand has grown. That's one. Second person I can name is Joe Applebaum. These are people you can Google right now if people want to check it out and fact check me. Applebaum, A P F. So it's kind of the F is silent, Applebaum. Joe Applebaum okay. had built a, a LinkedIn consulting practice, and uh, now he has shut that down, or not shut it down, he's doing some other things. But the point is, how he's built his claim to fame, he takes selfies. This guy has hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of selfies of people he's been with over the years. He goes to events, and his so he, he's an Orthodox Jewish guy, who I can't tell if he's a black guy as I am or if he's a Puerto Rican. His energy is just off the chain insane. And I say that with affection. So my point yes. being <laughs> is that it's just, as I, so as I said, the two opposing. One is the lady and she has her fan base, her events and her networking. That was the tip I gave earlier, right? She's doing that. And you have my friend Joe Applebaum, who's this quirky, always smiling, very visual character of a guy, authentic, and that's how he's building and has built his brand. So those are two different people, but the same playbook, events, uh, content, education, and having some vibrancy uh, about them, as Adrian does as well. Interesting. Very interesting. And, uh, and so if, if there was sort of, uh, you know, and, and I, I keep going back to, uh, you know, because um, I have my little community. I, I, it's not my community. I, I share it with uh, a local uh uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurship development group, and and they have a name. I'm just part of it, and I, I I tend to do a lot of coaching there, and I tend to do a lot of speaking there. But but really, what I've discovered with everyone is 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 how do you sort of get them to do the first step? It's 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 mm -hmm. like you know they they take all this thing these things and they they listen to it and they say wow yeah I'd love to, but then they don't do the first step. Uh, so if if we look at that audience and say. What is the one thing we would propose they did on Monday after listening to our uh, uh, great podcast and saying, wow, yeah, maybe maybe I should do something. What would you say they needed to do? I wish you would let me give five to ten things. But since you said no, Ramon, it must only be one thing. Three. You can do, do, you can do three. No, no. I always tell I'll, them. I'll stick to that. You gave the rule. You said one. Okay, good. good. Okay. Okay. Do, do one. Yeah, but do the one. caveat is, of course, it's more. But I would say if I had to pick one thing. Take your phone and use Instagram stories to start just educating your audience about your day and not like I'm eating pizza now, not like that, 
But take your Instagram story and do something like, hey, I'm going to the mall today. I, I, I know, you know, I, I, gotta, I, I own a tax firm, but I'm going to take a break and buy some shoes for my kids. It sounds weird, but you're educating. You're sharing about your business, but you're lighthearted having some fun. So that's one thing I would do because that's in the bucket of self-promotion. So that's one thing. There's many few things I would say, but that's one thing if I had to pick is start to self-promote yourself more, the things you're doing. And not just personal. Of course, it should only be 10% personal, but more so, I mean, if you're going to a business meeting, you've helped a client out, things like that, start promoting that. So the one tip is be more self-promotional. Wow. Uh, 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 that, that's, that's, it's, 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 it's the great uh, suggestion, but I, I know a lot of people who sort of, you know, like love hiding back there and saying, Oh, I, I don't want to be in the front row uh, and, yep. and all that. So, so uh, it's like fitness, go out there and, and sort of get your, uh, your stuff out. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I have, you know, we started off with, um, with, um, you know, you've been all over the places, but one stuff I, one thing I did read about is you got, you got to interview Obama. So uh, tell us, tell us about that uh, uh, story because, you know, getting to Obama is, 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 is definitely not an easy uh, task. How do you get there? And what was the occasion? Like uh, the reason why I'm asking is because believe it or not, I think it was my last or my, you know, maybe two from the last uh, podcast was with a guy who uh, had a long uh, meeting with Ma Mandela and oh. he, uh, uh, and he talked about his, uh, his, uh, you know, and I, and I really asked him, I, you know, I, I loved Mandela. I love Mandela. Uh, 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 I think uh, Obama's great. Uh, you know, they, they're really, I call them big personalities and, 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 you know, it, it was like, how did they feel them? It was, was a question and, and it was very, very interesting uh, what the answer was with regards to Mandela. How did uh, uh, Mandela make uh, my guest uh, feel when they were speaking? And, and so not, it's not only about how did you get there, but once you were there, did anything change? What was the, you know, did, did, was it vibrant? You know, give us the feelings that were happening in that room when, uh, or over that uh, uh, connection when, when it was happening. Sure. I wish I could say that President Obama was calling and calling my phone all day. Ramon, can you interview me? It didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, Google had a contest. That's the bottom line. They had a contest when President Obama was first coming into office, uh, however many years ago that was, uh, eight plus two or so. Yes. And um, and uh, I applied. And I think there's an application process. You click a link and, and put some comments. So I applied. And I was in the running, it appears to be. 300,000 people had applied to speak to the president. And uh, I applied to, to do the interview. And then Google called me and interviewed me three, four, five times over a period of uh, two or three days, as I recall. And so one tip, if it's helpful, just how I did it, I believe that one, going back to what I said before, this the charisma, the excitement I think they could hear in my voice, I think that helps. And I'm not saying I'm anything, but I think it helps with personal branding and building your celebrity CEO status to have charisma. That's one. I think point two then, it's the question. Everybody was asking questions at the time. There were some people about birther questions and government questions. What's the White House look like? You know, do you iron your own clothes? Just stupid questions like that. I asked him about small business, which is what I talk about. So I think that piqued his interest or the White House interest and Google's. So that's point two. So the feeling, listen, Christian, 
it was just, it was an honor. He's the president of the U.S. And whether it's President Obama or any other president office, they're the president. And just to have him say, hey, Ramon, and talk to someone who's that powerful, as it were, it was pretty cool. I think maybe different than the Mandela experience that your colleague had previous. But for me, you know, listen, we, we didn't, Obama had just come in office, so we didn't, many of us still didn't know him. But to be able to talk to the president on a video chat that I beat 300,000 other Americans and I could join <laughs> four others only, that was pretty cool. And to hear him say, hey, Ramon, hey, Ramon, yeah, I have to say, that's pretty darn cool. And uh, you also took about Ivanka Trump. So how was, how was your meeting with Ivanka? Yeah, and that was real quick. It was only like one of these selfie things. But again, I'm, I'm proud of the fact it goes back to the ethos of networking. So Ivanka Trump mm -hmm. was in India at the Global Entrepreneur Summit. And uh, she was coming off stage, almost leaving the room. So I jumped out of my seat kind of ran to where it was blocked off a bit. There's a little rope there. The secret mm -hmm. service were kind of tense. Indian security was really pissed off at me, but I yelled out, Ivanka, I was raised in New York. Can I take a selfie? Guess what? She turned around, walked a few feet back, smiled, and I got my selfie shot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, tell me, uh, did, was there any other sort of uh, opportunity where you sort of met this you know, fabulous guy or lady that, uh, because I'm sure you met uh, millions or thousands and thousands, but uh, one that you sort of remembered most uh, as being sort of special in, in your, uh, in your uh, uh, book of, of, of people you've met. Sure. And, and, and in the business world, of course, I've met many business leaders because that's kind of my job. So executives from mm -hmm. Salesforce and Dell and, and, you know, I've been around uh, Michael Dell, um, Bill Gates, uh, just in passing and brief moments with other press. So I have had those moments over time, many of the sharks on Shark Tank, but that's kind of in the course of what I do. So it's still cool. But I think the one other person I can think of that I had that was um, I used to work at the United Nations and Colin Powell uh, of, uh, you know, the former secretary yeah. of state of the U.S. I waited in the rain maybe for 30 minutes, could have been an hour. I saw him walk into a building. So I talked to a security detail. Can I have a few minutes? They said, we don't know, but you can keep your hands visible and you can shout his name out respectfully. And so when he came out, I said, Mr. Powell, I just wanted a blah, blah, blah. And that was cool because years before I had invited him to my high school graduation when he was chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So that's my little third story of someone for me who is pretty famous. I haven't yet talked to Oprah Winfrey or anybody like that, but, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I have talked to Gary Vaynerchuk a few times, Seth Godin, but these are business people, so a little easier to get to them. And um, is, is there anybody you wanted to meet and you haven't met and would love to meet and, and, and sort of have in your, uh, in your uh, roadmap for the next few years as one you really need to nail down? Yeah, I think two things, and it's a dual part question. I really like Steve Harvey's swag, or his swag, I should say. His, his style, Steve Harvey, as those who don't know, is the host of um, uh, The Family Feud and a, and a comedian here big in the, in the U.S. and globally. So mm -hmm. meeting him would be cool. He just seemed like a fun and chill guy. But part of that, I follow him, like what he's doing. I'd love to have my own TV show one day on real TV. So I think I'm, I'm going to get that one day, if God willing, if God wants it to happen. Uh, but Steve Harvey, yeah, that's one person I'd like to meet up in person. Uh, great stuff. Uh, we always sort of uh, sometimes we we um, we ask our, our guest. Is there anything you want to ask uh, Bushchan here from Slovenia? Uh, uh, you know that uh, maybe um, uh, is sort of unexpected, so that we see how it would go the other way. 
Sure. Yeah. A couple things. I mean, we can, we'll do another 30 minutes on this. Um, <laughs> no, 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 you don't. I said one thing. So, so uh, unfortunately we, do, we tried to t- uh, have it in within the half an hour to 45 minutes. Uh, it's back and, to the and, one uh, thing rule. You're going to put that rule on yeah. me now, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I would like to know, curious, I, I have the U.S. perspective of entrepreneurship. Um, and I, from what I hear from my European friends, a lot of us are about sizzle and bravado and, and rah, rah, rah. One of my friends teased me Coca-Cola. So my question for you, Christian, is can you, for the listeners of mine who will be listening to this, you know, what is the entrepreneurship like in Eastern Europe and Slovenia? Is it different? Are there any differences? Or is it the same? The person who has a startup, the person who may be in fashion, or it could be a technical product. What is their journey like? What are the challenges that you all face there that, from what you can tell, may be different than what somebody in Texas or New Jersey or Silicon Valley may face? I, I think it's a it's a very good question, and I think it's it's not to do with uh, first of all, it's nothing to do with uh, Eastern Europe. I think it's very European. So I, I do think there's a there's European entrepreneurship, and then there's a sort of American entrepreneurship, and it's not like you don't have success in both in both continents, and it's not like there's big uh, there's big. Uh, uh, but if you look at sort of what is the typical European entrepreneur, in many cases, these are people that are really, really um, uh, in inwards focused. If, if 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 you understand, so so a lot of them actually develop stuff. Uh, uh, and, and, and try to, in many cases, overdevelop it before they go out into, into, into the market. Uh, 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 that's why they also create all these fabulous things with little money, uh, with a little capital. Uh, uh, and, and, and this is not me saying it doesn't happen in the U.S. You, you have both of them. But, but if there's one thing that I think uh, lacks, if, if I would call it that way, is, you know, in, in America... There's a lot of networking. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of uh, stuff done before you even put stuff on the MVP map. So, so what what the difference is is you've got all this. Uh, I wouldn't call it self promotion in a negative way, but you have these people who go out there. They talk. They uh, listen. They uh, uh, interact, and 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 sort of their 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 entrepreneurship journey is connected from day one in Europe. Uh, and it's it's changing because you have more and more influx from different continents into Europe. The 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 you know I would call it my generation and and that is starting to change now is it was I'm in my factory I'm doing the it, it's it's more the HP way you know you're doing it in your factory and you're not out there until you're really really sure that it's it's the perfect thing. Whereas in America, a lot of people go out there, test it out, and uh, get it done, and and you know you talk about it even if it's not perfect, and and and, and get you know get it's 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 the journey is as fun as the actual product, whereas uh, uh, the the journey becomes uh, becomes the journey once the product is out there, mm. and that's why Europe is good in in doing great cars. But uh, when it was a matter of getting to the next level, the Americans came with uh, uh, Elon and and electricities, and because the, the way how Europe does is its product first, product first, product first. I think in many ways Americans create this community and you know we're believers and we we get it and and they start with a small community and create with not the perfect product and then they get they get that small community into a bigger one and at the end everybody wants to have a, 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 a an electric car and i think that's the the, the big uh, uh, the big uh, uh, the, the big difference and 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 it's changing i must say it's changing because um uh, uh, you know 
globalization has brought people from all over uh, to all these places and, and, and it's becoming more and more of the same. But if you look at, you know, 10, 15, 20 years back and even nowadays, there's a lot of uh, great products being developed uh, with, unfortunately, the uh, entrepreneurs and the uh, uh, CEOs not spending enough time on uh, self-promotion, getting the message out there, uh, developing whatever brand they can, getting as many speaking opportunities so that they can uh, talk about this. Uh, but just because they think uh, they need a perfect product before they get out there. The only thing they forget is that that perfect product, once it's out there, could have been overtaken by somebody else because somebody has been out there and he's been developing it with this big community uh, out there. Am I making sense? Is that is that... Yeah, it makes perfect sense, and I think it's powerful, and I hear you, and what I'm, what I'm, I'll just repeat what I'm hearing is that entrepreneurship is alive and well both places. I think it's how we do it. You know, of course, I, I think, and you'll agree, it seems to me the U.S. definitely has a larger uh, marketplace, but a larger ecosystem for sure, I think, so that's maybe where we have the edge. You know, the government has so kind of support systems and entrepreneur startup this, startup that, but I think you're right. I think it's interesting that the American, uh, you know, even if it's fake or not perfectly done, <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend it is and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. and there's more and more of these eco, small ecosystems, regional ecosystems happening. And as you know, America is one big market. Europe, although it's, 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 it's called the European Union and it's, uh, free, there's so many cultures and there's so many different, which, which, which is in, 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 in many cases, the asset of Europe is, is these different uh, cultures uh, meeting in this one place. But, but the, the most important thing is, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's regional coming into a, a more global thing and it's, it's harder t- and we had to learn uh, how to get together and we had to learn how to uh, uh, work with each other and we had to learn how to go out before we had the perfect product and there's nothing wrong if you do it. And we had to learn how to get the media involved without having... With, with just having a big uh, vision instead of just having the, the perfect product and, and uh, the vision. And that's why uh, right. these things uh, are, are, are different. That's your one question. I have one last question for you, <laughs> and that is when Ramon is not uh, developing uh, personal brands, uh, thinking about personal brands, uh, meeting great people and having fun, what is fun in your private life? What is fun in uh, when you call it, uh, you know, the time you have with the people that are closest to you? What is sure. that uh, fun? Uh, what does that fun look like? Yes, a few things. I, I love having people to my house or me going to people's house. We have a few close friends we hang out with. So I really, really, really enjoy that. Spending time with friends and family, small groups of people. That I really love. Two, I love a good movie, especially a war movie or, you know, military soldiers. I love that. Uh, three, pancakes, burnt pancakes and bacon on Saturday morning. Um, those are the three things I love to do. Um, yeah. And washing dishes is very therapeutic too. Your last book that you read that you would uh, uh, say uh, was worth reading and you would suggest to our audience they should read it? Yeah, there's a few books, but I think one of them, and it's right on my desk behind me, I'm looking at it now, They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. They Ask, You Answer you by answer. Marcus Sheridan. Great. Uh how do you, how does our audience get in touch with you? I'm, I'm sure you're everywhere, but what's the most effective way of them uh, getting in contact with, with you? For sure. Those who want to see uh, more of what I do, RamonRay.com, R-A-M-O-N-R-A-Y, RamonRay.com, or SmartHustle.com. And you're just a fantastic, Christian. <laughs> uh, uh, Raymond, thank you very much for your uh, uh, great, and uh, I I must say you can feel the energy on this side. I, there's probably 5,000 miles between us, but uh, the energy is there, and uh, 
you know, no wonder you've been to all these places. And if there's one thing, um, you know, uh, I would say that I, there's a lot of insights and a lot of great stuff. But one thing that I will remember uh, mostly is, uh, uh, you know, uh, get on, get onto your Instagram on Monday and start talking about yourself. Uh, it, it, it will help you get uh, uh, somewhere. You don't know where it will get you, but it will definitely help, help you more than uh, being quiet about uh, what's happening uh, to you in your life. So uh, uh, hustle uh, uh, yourself uh, into, uh, into, um, uh, into a celebrity status. Uh, Raymond, thank you very much. Thank you, sir.